This podcast is brought to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Church from Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit our website at faithchurchlubbock.com. How is everybody? I'm surprised a lot of people didn't leave. I saw some people earlier and they were like, are you gonna make us do burpees? The answer is yes. No, I'm just kidding. We're not gonna do burpees. We're not gonna do squats tonight, but we are gonna talk something that is not just dear to my heart, which is physical health, but it's dear to our Father God's heart. You know, a lot of times we look at areas in the Bible and we think they're sacred and they're secular. But you know what I see in the Bible? There's only sacred. And so tonight, we're gonna talk about physical health, and more importantly, we're gonna talk about wellness. So we're gonna jump into that. One of the reasons why I I love this, um, I was a college athlete, and I started understanding and tapping into fitness and nutrition. And then I got married, and then I had kids, and then with all of that comes you and your husband having jobs and your kids' schedules, and I will tell you, I understand this is difficult. So tonight we're gonna talk about practical ways that the Bible gives us for kingdom living on physical health on how to thrive. All right, does that sound good? Let's pray and we'll get going. Father God, we thank you right now for your word. We thank you for your truth. I pray for open hearts tonight. I pray, Lord, right now that you would give each one of us open ears. Let us hear from you tonight in Jesus' name, amen. So we live in a society that is fast, right? We're jumping from here to there. All of our schedules are chock full. We wanna eat what we want. We wanna live the way we want. And you know what, when we get sick, we wanna go to the doctor and we want a quick fix. We want him or her to give us a Band-Aid. We want them to give us a quick feel, a pill or something, so then we can jump back into that unhealthy cycle. And this is the American culture, sadly. And one of the things I've realized is that as kingdom Christians and believers, our lives should look a little bit differently than everybody else's. And physical health is an area that we don't look really different than the rest of the world. We eat the same that they do, we're still very, very sick, and we're not thriving. You know, the the word wellness One of the things I know about it is it has nothing to do with what you look like on the outside. Wellness is about taking care of your body and being able to steward what God has placed in your hands well, whatever that may be. It's about feeling good. It's about doing what God has placed in your life to do and doing it with energy and doing it with excellence. Wellness is not about perfection. And so our scripture we have is 3 John verse two, and I'm sure they have it. Okay, good. I, um, I pray that you are prospering in every way and that you will continually enjoy good health just as your soul is prospering. You know, when I think of things that function the way they're supposed to and when they don't, I always think of a car engine. You know, if your car engine starts having a light pop up, Sometimes you can be like me and my husband gets mad, I ignore it. (laughs) Or you can put a piece of tape over it and think that it's just gonna go away. Or that we can put a Band-Aid over it. But what happens is, is that that light is gonna keep coming on. And if we just keep trying to treat the symptom, meaning I put a Band-Aid over, I try to just disconnect that light bulb, it's just treating the symptom. It's not taking care of the problem. 
And so what we wanna do is we wanna deal with root causes so we can have better outcomes. We don't wanna cover up symptoms with Band-Aids because that creates poor outcomes. So before we get going into what the Word of God says, I really like data. I come from the corporate world, and anytime I am doing proposals, I'm doing project management, guess what I have to provide? Data. And so I'm gonna give you some data. And one of the things that I want you to know that there's a reason that in the United States, we have the worst health outcomes by far than any other industrialized country in the world. It's because we are experts at treating symptoms instead of root causes. We have the shortest lifespans, highest infant mortality rates, and highest disease rates of all industrialized nations, all while we spend the most money doing it. So let's talk about some data. So again, this is not to put fear, this is not condemnation, this is knowledge and wisdom, okay? This is basic knowledge, so we know this. In 1912, the first heart attack ever was recorded. There was one. Isn't that crazy to think about? There was one. Now there are over 600,000 deaths caused by heart disease. That is one out of every five people that pass away in America from heart disease. Cancer rates have gone from one in 20 to one in two over the last 100 years. Now there are over 100 modern autoimmune diseases. 54% of American children have chronic disease. 50% of Americans will be obese by 2030 and that's not just overweight. Sperm counts have dropped by 60% in 40 years. These are only a few of our current health stats, just a few that I pulled. I tell you this not to cause anxiety, but to give you truth. We have the best business book, the best leadership book, and honestly, the best health book. But a lot of times, we think that forgiveness is more important than our health. Guess what? They're both important to Father God. We think that love is more important than our health. Both are really important, and you know what's crazy? They all tie together, all of them tie together. So one of the things that I can tell you is that we have to make sure that we're not chasing smoke, but we're actually putting out fires. So one of my favorite quotes in regards to nutrition, and that's what we're gonna hit on a lot tonight, is from Hippocrates. He said, let thy food be thy medicine, and thy medicine be thy food. I love this because one of the things that, that we have to have a renewing of the mind is that food is fuel. It is fuel for this body that the Lord Jesus gave us. And I love that quote because that's one of the things. Your food can either be what is actually slowly killing you or what is healing you. And I love that God created our bodies that way. Anyone ever get confused on what's healthy and what's not? I know I do, and um, I have a minor in nutrition. I've been a personal trainer for 23 years, and I get confused about it. Calorie counting, paleo, plant-based, right? Like so many things, you're like, I don't even know what's healthy and what's not healthy. So what does it all mean? I will tell you, I do not have a simple answer for you, but I do have several sources for us to start on this wellness journey because wellness is a journey. I want you to think about this. With anything in your life, it's not fast. 
Nothing that is worth anything is fast. So think about this. If you are an accountant, if that is your profession, it wasn't a quick thing that you just decided, hey, I'm gonna pull this thought from this person on Instagram. Oh, I really like this from this university, and oh, I like this. No, it took studying. It took gaining education and wisdom, and it took time for you to understand that process and to be able to research it. Let me tell you, the same is true about your health, especially about our wellness. This is a journey, it's not a destination. You never arrive. It's a continual journey with the Lord. So flip over to 1 Corinthians 10, verse 31. So again, remember wellness isn't about how you look. Wellness about stewarding what God has placed in your hands and doing it to the best of your ability. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. When we talk about physical health, you're like, huh, where'd that scripture come from, right? Like, I can glorify God in my eating? The answer is yes. I can glorify God when I'm working out? The answer is yes. I can glorify God when I'm choosing to drink enough water, especially on days when it's 107 outside, right? Yes, you can. When you bring God into your eating, it changes everything. Honoring him in your food and drink choices will not only be a change in your heart, but it will also change in your choices. I know that's one of the things that many of us do. God, we wanna honor you with our lives. But a lot of times we forget, like, God is practical. God wants us to honor him in every area. So that means that when I'm grocery shopping, in my portion sizes, how I fuel my body, I'm honoring God. That's like exciting to me, that we get the opportunity to do that. You know, in America, we don't think of food as fuel. You know, when my daughter was little, I wanna say she was probably in kindergarten, I picked her up from school, and she, she used to be a big crybaby. She's not anymore, thank goodness, thank you, Jesus. If you have a crybaby child, pray over him, okay? She's 16 and she's tougher than a boot now. And one of the things, when we picked her up, she was crying, and I'm like, Taylor, use your words, not your tears. Like, what are you saying? She's like, it was just a hard day. And I said, okay, well, let's talk about it. We'll make it better. And she said, no, a brownie will make it better. And I think about things like that because in America, we can have a hard day and we laugh at that. But like a lot of times like, oh, I have to have a glass of wine and it'll make it better. Oh, I, I have to make sure and have a dessert after dinner because that, that is what I do. It, it's a treat. We need a treat because I've had a hard day, right? And a lot of times when you start thinking about this, we realize that food becomes comfort. It becomes an addiction. It almost can become a coping mechanism. And in some places, it can almost become a little G God to us. Some of you might be saying, Amanda, food is not a God to me. Well, let me ask you some questions that I've had to ask myself. Do you constantly think about it? Is it always in your conversation? Is it at the center of your life? 
If we took it away for a day, how would you respond? (laughs) Does food call the shots for you? Flip over to 1 Corinthians 6, verse 12. You know, a lot of times we don't even realize because it's almost the norm with food. Like when I say, does food call the shots for you? Meaning, does it lead you, your cravings lead you where you need to go? When I was pregnant with one of my kids, I woke up one night, in the middle of the night, all you moms and dads that have had kids know this, and I woke my husband Matt up and I said, babe, I need hot Cheetos. And he said, you don't like hot Cheetos. And I said, but I need them. And it was one of those moments that when I was writing this message and the Holy Spirit was feeding me, he reminded me of that. Like food was calling the shots. My cravings were trying to like derail me. They were leading me in a different way. And so one of the things I love, the Bible has answers for this. 1 Corinthians 6 verse 12. I have the right to do anything, you say, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but I will not be mastered by anything. And that last little bit, I will not be mastered by anything, that's one thing that I know is a cry of my heart. I don't want anything to master me but God. And if it does, if Netflix is mastering me, if even working out starts mastering me, I don't want it, God. I wanna be in well, wellness with you. So if I asked you, have you ever felt like food was calling the shots for your life? How would you respond to that? You see, no foods are off limit to you, but it is reasonable to put limits on it. Meaning, if you sit down to eat chocolate cake, don't eat the whole chocolate cake, right? If you sit down to eat pizza, probably don't eat the whole pizza unless you're a 17 year old boy like my son. You have the right to choose what you like, but that doesn't mean it's gonna be beneficial. So some of the things I've thought about, if we're gonna be well, we're gonna have to do things differently. And so one of the things that I always try to think about that I know I'm working with my team at work is like, what habits have we created without even realizing it? So earlier I talked about, like, have you gotten in the habit that every night after dinner you have a dessert? Okay, see, that's a habit. And let me tell you, like, my family has gotten in that habit before, and we've had to stop that habit. If that means I have to brush my teeth at 7.30, I'm gonna brush my teeth. And if I'm hungry still, then I'm gonna eat something that's gonna be beneficial for me. So what habits have you gotten into that you don't even realize because it's normal? How about portion sizes? One of the girls that works for me, she got married three weeks ago, and she, um, she married a guy that's 6'8", big dude, and she was like, Amanda, he tries to fill my plate for me for dinner. She's like, babe, only give me a third of what you eat. Like, that's not my portion sizes. But a lot of times, like, we just get in the habit and we become comfortable with our habits. Hence why they're called habits, and that's why they're hard to break. So is it a habit that you have to have a Coke every morning? Is it a habit that you have to have wine at night to calm down? What is a habit you've gotten into that maybe the Holy Spirit wants you to not have? 
So one of the things I do not want you to do is go home tonight and throw everything away in your pantry, okay? Do not do that, okay? Like anything, you have to have a plan. So in any game, in any sport, one of the things in order to be successful, in any project management within your job, you have to have a plan. You gotta have strategy for what you're gonna do, right? You can't just say, hey, we're gonna go and open this new restaurant. Hey, uh, my son's football team is just gonna go figure out how to play this team Friday night. No, what does a football team do? They strategize, they watch film, they figure out tendencies, and then they come up with a game plan, and then what do they do? They practice it and practice it, and they have it written down, and they're continually talking about it, and then they all get on the same game plan. So what I'm telling you is, is that this is not just wellness for you, this is wellness for your family, and honestly, wellness is a legacy that you pass on. Wellness is something that you can give your kids. Do you have to know everything? No. Do you have to cut all sugar out from your diet? No, I'm not saying that. But what I am asking you to do, number one, is something that I think we as kingdom believers forget to do. And that's we're gonna ask God what he wants us to do. And then we're gonna listen. What is the Holy Spirit telling you? And then we're gonna obey. Because that is number one. That is what's so important. Many times we don't stop and ask God and wait and hear from him. And so that's something we're actually gonna do towards the end. But the second thing is, is to gain wisdom and knowledge. And so I wanna show you the short video. It's amazing, it's super great. It describes how to work or how the Lord created food and your body to work together. So if y'all can play this video. cells of your eyeballs, called rods and cones, die every 48 hours, or that you make new skin cells every six weeks, and the cells that line your intestines are replaced every four days, your red blood cells every 90 days, liver cells every eight weeks. Basically, you regenerate a whole new you every six to 12 months. Well, to build cells that work right, you need some raw materials, vitamins like A, B, C, D, and E, minerals like zinc, magnesium, calcium, copper, and others, fats like omega-3, 6, 9, and more, and amino acids, which are the building blocks of proteins. Now, your body will make new brain cells and heart cells and hamstring cells, even if the ingredients are lacking, but the cell won't work right, and that's not really something that you want. For example, Let's say that you want to bake a cake, but your pantry is low on baking soda. The recipe calls for one tablespoon, and you only have one teaspoon. You go ahead and make the cake, but it doesn't turn out quite right. It's defective. Well, your body's the same way. We get our raw materials to build new cells from the food that we eat, and the food should be getting its nutrients from the soil that it's grown in. So this is how God's design works. Soil is made of organic matter, like old grass, leaves, bark, twigs, and that sort of thing. The good bacteria and fungi in the soil breaks all that organic matter down into nutrients or vitamins and minerals that are in water-soluble form that the plant can then take up through its roots. 
The veggie or fruit gets picked on the last day or two before it's ripe enough to fall off the vine. And then we eat that vine-ripened plant that is full of all the 74 different trace macro minerals that our body requires to create and operate our cells. And a healthy gut with plenty of stomach acid, gallbladder and pancreatic enzymes and probiotic enzymes, we can break that nutrient-rich food back down into raw materials and absorb them into the bloodstream. Sounds like a pretty good plan. In contrast, here's what we've done, or man's design. Modern farming techniques keep the soil uncovered and tilled all year long, which reduces the organic matter. Those same techniques, plus spraying pesticides, greatly reduces the good bacteria in the soil, so that even if a corn stalk is left, buried in the field, it never even gets broken down, because there aren't enough microbes in the soil to do that. Man-made petrochemical-derived fertilizer, or NKP, is applied to the soil, which causes very rapid growth of the crop, but it outgrows its ability to absorb all the other dozens and dozens of minerals. So a lot of crop tons are produced, but the crop is seriously deficient of micronutrients. Crops are picked one to two weeks early. Think of like green tomatoes. So they still look fresh by the time they get to the grocery store shelves because, you know, it's all about looks, right? And many of these foods are packaged and designed to sit on shelves for ages. So certain chemicals and preservatives are added to allow for a longer shelf life. So what you end up with is a body that's fed, but malnourished, not starving for calories, but starving for nutrients. Here's a few examples. It would take 15 heads of cabbage grown in the 1990s to get the copper in one head of cabbage that was grown in the 1950s. And using data from the U.S. Department of Agriculture finds that recently grown crops have shown decreases of up to 38% in protein, magnesium, calcium, vitamin C, phosphorus, iron, zinc, and riboflavin when compared with produce from the past decades. One study even concluded that you'd have to eat eight oranges today to derive the same amount of vitamin A as our grandparents would have gotten from just one. And one more very important example, nitric oxide. Nitric oxide, or NO, is a molecule that the body uses to lower blood pressure and blood sugar, along with other important things. And here's where it comes from. Bacteria in the soil fixes nitrogen into the plant as NO3. When we chew on it, bacteria in our mouth chops off one of the oxygen molecules, turning the NO3 into NO2. And on a side note, people that use antibacterial mouthwashes don't have good oral bacteria, and they don't make as much NO2. The NO2 gets swallowed, and the acid in the stomach, assuming that you're not on Prilosec and you have enough stomach acid, then chops off another oxygen molecule to turn NO2 into NO, nitric oxide, which keeps blood pressure, blood sugar, and erectile function normal. Just saying. So, we really need to eat real food from healthy soils for our bodies to function like they were meant to, really well. The alternative is taking high blood pressure pills, or heart pills, or diabetes pills, or maybe a frequent need for antibiotics, or anti-inflammatory pills, or hormone pills, or thyroid pills, and probably some acid reflux pills, just for good measure. It may take a little bit of effort to find real nutrient-dense food, but it's worth it. So really great information that I think is important for you to know. Stop taking people's word for things. 
Like there's a reason why when we come to church, we ask you to open the Bible so you get to learn for yourself. Why in the realm of taking care of our physical bodies do we just take the word of others? So you say, Amanda, I don't know where to start. Like I feel a little overwhelmed. Well, that's not the goal of this. And I'm gonna get there, flip over real quick to one more scripture. 1 Corinthians 6, verse 19 through 20. In the NLT version, it says, don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself for God brought you, bought you with a high price. So you must honor God with your body. You know, a lot of times this scripture is quoted to hormone-filled teenagers down in the youth room, right? But what if we think of this in regards to our physical bodies? And what if in your Bible, you decided to put in I? So I realized that my body is the temple of the Holy Spirit and that God gave this body to me and I don't belong to myself and that I was brought with a price. So I must honor God with my body. That changes this verse a little bit more. So if your body is the temple of God, then you are the church. You and I are both the ecclesia. It is our job to take care of the temples. And the biggest reason is so we can be and steward for the kingdom of God. I don't know about you, but I don't wanna get up in the morning and be tired and miss an opportunity with a coworker who's going through something because the night before I stayed up too late watching Netflix. I don't wanna miss an opportunity at a ball game with a student that's having a really tough situation with family because you know what? I didn't have caffeine today. Or maybe I ate too much and I feel terrible. I don't know about you, but I wanna steward what God has placed in my life. And I wanna treat my body like it is the temple. So I wanna ask you this. Number one, where do you and your family need to start? I want you to start thinking about that. And like I said, we're gonna take a minute here and ask the Holy Spirit. And number two, where do you need to study and research and come up with a game plan? So I'm gonna give you some of my favorite, this is not all resources, this is a few resources, okay? Some of the resources, these are great books. These are not law, okay? Don't be religious about this. I'm just giving you some ideas. So these are some of my favorite things that I have read over the years that have been great books. You can get these on Amazon. They have great kingdom principles in them on like living wellness. All right, the next one is making sure that you have some sort of workouts. Here's the deal, we are not training for the Olympics. Start somewhere. So some of the places that I really like, um, if you'll go to the next slide for me. So for some of you men, Fit Father Project. I've never done it, I'm not a fit father, okay? But one of the things that I love about it, it gives you workouts on where to start where you are. The one that I love that I can speak to is one of my favorites. It is on YouTube, um, Nourish Move Love. I really like her. She has workouts for people in their 90s all the way to young girls who have not had babies yet. <laughs> and then for those in charge that have had several babies. So it's a great one there. Really great information. It's all free workouts on YouTube. 
YouTube has free things. These are two really good ones. Other ones, one of my favorite podcasts, it's called You're the Cure. If you drive for work, if you listen to podcasts while you're at your desk, You're the Cure is awesome. And my absolute favorite that I've just come in contact with in the past few months is right here in Lubbock. And that is Dr. Ben Edwards. Dr. Ben Edwards is a kingdom-minded doctor with Veritas Medical. He is here in town. We also have an amazing woman in our church, Dion, Dion, <laughs> Deanne Taylor, that um, is a nurse practitioner that is led by the Holy Spirit. And so what I'm asking you to do right now is to grab a piece of paper and grab a pen. And I want you to stand up. And what we're gonna do, grab a piece of paper and a pen. I don't care if you use a tithe envelope, it's fine. They can't fire me, I don't get paid here, so it's all good. Grab a piece of paper and a pen and I want you to stand up. And we're gonna do one of my favorite exercises and it's called hearing from God. It's not jumping jacks, it's not air squats, it's hearing from God. Pastor Solomon, will you come up here if you're here? Or play the keyboard, you don't want me to play the keyboard. Um, and so what we're gonna do right now, I just want you to ask the Lord, God, where do you want me to start? Where do you want my family to start? Maybe you're already doing a life of wellness and the Holy Spirit wants you to do something else. Maybe you have a habit. Maybe there's something else there. That's not for me. I'm not the Holy Spirit, okay? So right now, let's just pray. And if you get something from the Holy Spirit, I want you to write it down because I want you to know I've prayed over every one of you all week that you're gonna hear from him and that he's gonna give you something. Holy Spirit, right now, we just welcome you. We welcome your wisdom in this area. Father, right now, we repent. If we have abused our bodies, if we have not treated our bodies well, Father, we ask right now for your wisdom, for your guidance, for ourselves, for our families. Father, that we would steward what you've placed in our hands. So right now, we ask, we take a moment and we ask you to speak to every person right now. just lift our hands to you and we ask you right now that you would be that lamp unto our feet, that light unto our path. Father, if we need to remove things from our calendar, if we need to take time and seek you more, gain wisdom, whatever it might be, Father, we would be your people. Lord, help us to see this as just as important as forgiving others, as loving people, Father, that this is your heart, that we would take care of the temple of God that you've given us. We thank you right now for what you've done in us, and we ask right now, God, that you move in us. In Jesus' name, amen.
Thank you once again for joining us on this podcast. To check out more services from Faith Church, you can find our live broadcast on YouTube or check out our website at faithchurchlubbock.com for more information on upcoming events, how to give, and how you can get involved.